Praise the Lord. It's time to get started. It's time to get started. Time to give him praise and give him glory. Come on, clap your hands like he's worthy. Stand to your feet. Simple song says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Anybody want to praise him today? Come on, lift your voice. Here we go. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Yes. Say it again. Oh, give. Oh, give thanks, for he's good, 
Oh, we're going to take it up. Oh, give thanks. Boy, he's good. Yes, he is. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Boy, he's good. Why? Because he's worthy. Boy, he is worthy. Oh, yes, he is. He's worthy. Boy, he's good. Let's take it up again. Because you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. For God, you, you brought us mighty long ways. God, you brought us from our earliest beginning all the way up to this point. Even when we were wrong, you still watched over us. And when we ask for forgiveness, you have forgiven us. And God, since you've been so good to us, and you've been so kind to us, but we stop by just for a few minutes to say thank you, sir. Thank you for all the things that you've done. Thank you for bringing us through the seen and the unseen danger. But we owe you. All that we have belongs to you anyway. And we just give a portion of it back. So thank you, dear Lord, for keeping us and for blessing us. And Lord, while our pastor is absent, bless him and watch over him and return him back to us safe. And Lord, let us be more obedient to your word today. Bless the man that's going to preach your heavenly and inspired word. Give him the wisdom and the knowledge to speak it. And then, dear Lord, let it not fall upon deaf ears. Let us carry it with us everywhere that we go. These precious prayers we do pray. And thine darling son, Jesus Christ's name. 
Now let us all say amen. 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 Come on, help me sing this. I love you. Sing out. I love you, Lord. Yeah, because you can. Come on, love on him this morning. Love on him in such a That's why. I lift you up. Come on, let's love on him. Let's love on him. Come on. Oh, I love you. Showing up, dude. Love you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In such a special way. That's why I lift you up. Come on, lift him up this morning. What I came to do. Second verse says, My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. Come on, my heart. You paid the price for me. That's why I, I lift you up and I magnify Jesus. Hey. Oh, I hope I'm not alone. Come on, tell him. I love you. Love you. Love you, Lord. Such a special, special way. That's why. And I won't stop there. I'll lift you. Hey. I don't know about you, but I feel like loving on it. I love you. Love you. this morning that's why I lift you up magnify
It's my pleasure to introduce our deacons to carry us in our further devotion. This morning's scripture will be John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Good morning, Kate. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Lord, it's once again that we come into your house of worship saying thank you, Lord. Thank you for watching over us last night, and Lord, and for waking us up this morning with the mind to come out to 1000 West Ridgeway Street, Lord, to just lift you up this morning and give your name all the praise and all the glory that you are due, Lord. Lord, we ask that you continue to wrap your arms around this church family, Lord. Lord, there's a lot that's going on at Cade. Lord, there's a lot that's going on in our city, our state, and you know, in, in this nation. But Lord, we find comfort in knowing that in all that we're going through, that you are still in charge. Yeah. And Lord, we just look into our hill, to the hills, Lord, and look for our help, and we know that all our help comes from you. Yeah. Lord, we ask that you just be with us in this service this morning, Lord. Lord, bless our pastor in his absence. And Lord, we're just thankful for a ministerial staff that can lift him up while he's out, Lord. Lord, bless the one that's going to bring the bread of life this morning, Lord. And let us just open our hearts and minds to receive your word, Lord. Lord, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we just give you all the glory and all the praise. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Morning, Kate. We're going to do the responsive reading. And let's read as a church family. When he shall appear, you shall be like him, for you shall see him as he is. How about one more time? Good morning, church. Good morning. One more time. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be singing. It'll be on the screen. We're going to ask you to join in and lend your voice and sing with us today. We're going to be, I want to see him. I want to see him.
Thank you. God bless you. morning. Today we will read the meaning of baptism. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in the heavens and in the earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whosoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us as well as were baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by the baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newest of light. For if, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin, and he that is, that is death is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead doeth no more. Death has no dominion over him. For in that he died. He died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also therefore to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Our deacons for a wonderful devotion of service. At this time now, we're going to pause again for a time in our purpose where we all can do what thus said the Lord, and that is share what he has blessed you with. This is our benevolent offering. Just remember that there's a lot of people that need our help. So we're going to ask that you give as you have been so blessed. Again, this is our benevolent offering for the morning. The ushers are coming, and so is the choir.
Heavenly Gracious Father, Lord God, we just want to thank you once again for this opportunity to be in your house of worship. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us in a mighty way that we may have the opportunity to give to those that are in need. So now, Lord, we ask that you bless those that gave and those that had the desire to give. As you bless this benevolent offering, we ask that, Lord, you bless it in a mighty way so those that are in need can receive your glory. In your son Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And amen. I do believe we have some that's ready for baptism. If that's the case, we're going to accept them at this time. Pray for that one who put them on by baptism. She'll be down just for your. I'm sure that she'll be sitting on the front row. So just pray for our new member. Amen. Our new... We're going to pause now for just a few announcements. 
We ask that you please continue to pray for those who lost loved ones on this past Friday. Uh, Shanda Ford Warren was laid to rest, and we ask you to please pray for her and her family. Pray for her family. And then on yesterday, Saturday, Sister Jalen Gray uh, was laid to rest, and that was a young lady that was a student down at um, just Alcorn, um, I believe, just as a freshman. But anyway, just pray for her and the family. Amen. And that's important. Also, we ask that you please continue to pray for Mrs. Graham. She's not here today. I understand doing quite well, but I know prayer will just speed it up. Amen. Also, ask that you please continue to pray for Brother Gross. He's not back there, but he too is recuperating, and we ask that you please uh, pray for him as well. I believe these are the numbers, the names that I have here. We'll get some additional announcements from the media. Media? Good morning, Kate Chapel. If you didn't get a chance to donate to the Billy Brumfield Blanket Drive, not to worry because the deadline has been extended. Class 10A is collecting new and gently used twin or full-size blankets for donation to the Billy Brumfield Shelter for Men. You may submit your blankets by placing them in the marked box in the Fellowship Hall anytime before Wednesday, December the 5th. A heaven-blessed partnership, the Layman Ministry and Class 10A have been working together to build a better life for the men at the Billy Brumfield Shelter. Floors have been cleaned, painting has occurred inside and outside, bathrooms have been refurbished, and through collaboration with Deacon Crump, the once bed bug infested mattresses have been replaced and covered. The leaky roof has been repaired, and every single time that Class 10A or the layman visit, the word of God is shared. Thank you, Class 10A, and most importantly, thank you, layman. On Sunday, November the 18th, Class 10A will honor the layman with their scrumptious annual thank breakfast. We look forward to the men of the layman coming out to receive Class 10A's thank you. As please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. We do have two uh, um, thank yous here. I just want to read them to you to my church family. I am so appreciative for the prayers and expression of love given during the passing of my mother, Dr. McKinney, our son, Benny Larry Jr., and throughout the illness of my husband. It means so much to me. Please continue to pray for my family as we go through each and every day. And this comes from Jacqueline Larry. I ask you to please continue to pray for that family. Also, we sincere thank you for all that you do. Kay Chapel, stand by. And with third, third, that's a little a third over they stood by me and they will stand by you and with you believe it i know and this come from brother Irvin. i hope i got through that brother Irvin. god bless you we just need to pray and stand for each other because what people to go through i was just down the road amen so don't forget to pray we're going to get some additional announcements from the media are you are you done okay at this time we're going to pause and recognize our visitors for the morning listen if you are here right now and you are net, not yet a member of Cade Chapel family, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Just look around, members. I want you to just remain standing for a moment. Remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor Maris, Reverend 
Horace Buckley, as well as the entire pulpit family and the entire K Chapel family. Just so happy you chose to worship with us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime it's scheduled out. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before the day is in, and we're going to try to convince you just found home. And while you're standing, listen, we're going to also give you something that you're going to get here at K Chapel. So remain standing. Here we go. that you pair as the 
instruction and some wonderful words from the pulpit are coming at this time. That's right. November 11th is a national day that we recognize the men and women that have served our country. We're going to ask now that all veterans will please stand, past and present. This is the day that we say thank you. And we also say thank you to God our Father that he brought you back home safely. Amen. Amen. Hey, we do have one special announcement. Come on, sir. Thank you, Brother Payne. Good morning, church. Just wanted to let everyone know, for those of you who are not aware, uh, that every second and third Sunday, uh, 11 o'clock service, we offer children's church uh, for our five-year-olds um, five through 12-year-olds. So if you, are, you have a child here who's sitting in the sanctuary and would love to take the opportunity to bring them back for a Christian, good Christian education uh, that's going to be reared right here in the back of the church behind the fellowship hall, we'd be glad to have you. And I always know that we are looking for kids to come in and make that children's church more than what it is now. So if you have a child that's sitting in the sanctuary, and of course, you know, at that age, some kids don't necessarily understand what they received in the sanctuary, but we break to their level in children's church. So if you will, if you have the opportunity, bring those children on back to us in the back. Thank you. God bless you. That would be worthwhile. Thank you so much. This time now we're going to pause for a time in our service again where we all can participate. We're going to ask that you prepare to give now. This is our final tithe and offertory bid for this period, so we ask you to prepare to give as you have been so blessed. We'll have words from the pulpit at this time. For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. If a man according as he purpose in his own heart, so let him give not gradually nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Thank you. We're there for choirs as well as those that's going to be receptive of the service that's coming through our giving.
selection. We hope it help you even more to be prepared for the message that's forthcoming. We're going to ask the choir if they would come now and bless us.
I know somebody has prayed that prayer that says, Lord, keep me day by day. How many of you have prayed that prayer? At some point in your life, you have gotten down on your knees and you prayed that prayer. Lord, keep me day by day. And you know he's doing it. You know how? You woke up this morning and you made your way to this place. So I'm not worried about it now because I know that if I called on his name, all I got to do is call on his name and he will answer. Come on, y'all. Yeah. been out a while and I just want to let you know I'm okay I did have knee surgery not a replacement but I did have knee surgery and I am recuperating well I'd like to thank each of you for your calls your prayers all that you did it was well accepted thank you so much To Senior Pastor Buckley, in his absence, to my co-laborers in the gospel, friends and church family, you know the Lord has truly been good to each of us. With all the smiling faces here, through the pain you're going through, you're finding ways to smile. That's because of a good God. So to God be the glory for all that he's brought us through. And you know, for many of us, that has been a mighty long way. So we say thanks to God right now. If you would, I'd like you to turn your attention to a passage of scripture found in Isaiah, the 40th chapter the 28th through the 31st verse. And in it you will find these words recorded. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching for his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he, inherit, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk 
and not faint. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I like to speak from the subject for just a few minutes. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You know, we live in this world that over the last few years has started requiring us, those of us that work, to produce more with less. Even with the economy beginning to climb out of the slump that this country has been in, and with more people working than ever before, they say, we are still being asked to do more with less. With less people on the job, productivity is expected to stay at the same level. You know, back when I was working, and I am retired now, at least that's what they tell me, you couldn't even take your morning break without work being discussed. The use of the word wait seems to imply that one is wa wasting time and that productivity is slowing down if not stopped. Wait is a word that is slowly being faded out, just as other words like overtime and break time and family time and even two words that a lot of, of us are beginning to get acquainted with, and that's me time. There was a time, and, and this was many years ago, our lives, we didn't think of me time. It was work time, or break time, lunch time, quitting time. And at the end of a long, hard day, some of us would look forward to play time. You know, it was a time when we worked as hard as we could, made as much overtime as we could, saved all the money we could. And at the end of a day, we would reward ourselves if we could. If something went wrong on the job, it was common to hear the words wait in order to correct a problem. It didn't matter how much time it took. For safety reasons, everybody would stop and wait until any and all problems were solved. And then work would resume. But nowadays, when something breaks down, we don't take the time to fix it right then. You know, we just put it aside, turn to our spare, and continue working. Waiting is not an option anymore. We live in an instant, almost instant age. Almost all of our wants and desires have been placed at our fingertips. With the pressing of a button, we can have almost anything our little hearts desire. If you need an answer to a math problem, press a button. If you need the meaning of a word, press a button. If you need to find food, and many of you are trying this now with waiter, all you have to do is press a button. You can even press a button to buy airline tickets, to locate a person, and if you need to text a person, because we don't talk that much anymore, all you do is press a button. But there is almost no waiting anymore. It is to the point where matchmaking is now even being done by
by pressing buttons. We can now work in every facet of our lives by pressing a button. You've seen the commercials where you can be flying on a plane in another city or even in another country. And as night falls, with the pressing of a button, you can turn on the lights at your home. Thousands of miles away. And you can turn on your lights. You don't have to try to remember if you, if you remember to turn them on. And guess what? You don't even have to wait to see if a neighbor did it for you. You see, in this instant age, you can do it all by yourself. But back when I was working, when I was working, I had the same type of technology on the company cell phone. You see, if a trusted contractor needed to gain access to the company property to pick up or deliver something, all he had to do was call me, and with the pressing of a button, I could open the gate and let him in. He didn't have to waste time waiting on me to show up. I didn't have to sit around on overtime waiting for him to show up. All I had to do was use my cell phone, press a few buttons, and the gate would open. Now, that was just a few years ago. Now, today, someone can, and you've seen this commercial too. Today, someone can ring your doorbell. And with the use of new technology, you can not only see who's at the door, but you can also talk to them while you're out to dinner or even in another country. But see, as a general rule, we live in a very impatient society. We live in an instant society of fast food, instant information, all of course on demand. Waiting just doesn't come easy for us anymore. You see, as, as a child growing up, I can remember hearing people say that, that they would pray for the Lord to teach them patience. What they were really saying was, Lord, teach me how to wait. But I've come to learn that patience is developed through trials. It means that if you want to learn patience, you're going to have to go through a few things. And if the truth be told, I don't believe there's anyone here today who's willing to take on any more headaches, any more pain, no more suffering, or any more drama in your life, you've had enough. If the truth be known, you would say to the Lord that you've been through enough, teach me another way. But for those of you who want to say, Reverend Powell, I'll do it. I'm willing to go through a few things. I got news for you. Before you make that statement and before you pray that prayer, I want you to, I want to give you one example, and it's going to be one word, and that's Job. When I think of this man, I don't think there is anyone here today that wants to learn patience by going through what this man went through. If you know Job, Job was, was a rich man. He woke up one morning, one of the wealthiest men in the world, and before the sun went down, Job had lost everything. He'd lost all of his wealth, all of his children. His health was going out of the way. His wife, through all her agony and pain, was telling him to just curse God and die because she'd had enough. 
Now, to some of you, you may feel that that's a little bit extreme or a little bit harsh. But I'm here to tell you that that's the reality of life. And I chose that example because you can't choose what you want to go through. God does that. I don't want you to speak something or pray for something that you are not willing to do. Because guess what? God is always listening. Now, even though the word wait is slowly being faded out, it cannot be completely done away with. We will always have to wait on something or someone. There are some things in this instant age that we live in that we still have to wait on. When we need rain, none of us can make it rain. Ask the people in California. When we need healing, none of us can offer healing. None of us can make the lame to walk. We can't make the blind to see. We can't make the deaf to hear, nor can we make one who can't speak, speak. But the Lord can. But see, in Jeremiah 14, chapter, verse 22, it tells us that God gives the rain. Matthew 9 tells of healing. In John 5, a lame man is made to walk. In John 9, a man that had been born blind was given his sight. In Mark 7, it tells of a deaf and dumb man that had been made to hear and to speak. It is evident that these people waited on the Lord. When you read the scriptures, you won't see where they turned to idol gods for healing. They didn't turn to man for healing. They waited on the Lord. The lame man that, that laid by a pool waiting on angels that would come by and stir the water ever so often. And whosoever entered the water first after the water was stirred would be healed. But even though someone else always beat him to the water, he didn't give up and try to find another means of healing. He waited on the Lord. And I'm sure some of you have already found out that waiting does, does make a difference in your life. Because see, how many of you have, have said to yourself, if I had waited just a little while longer, things would be different. If I had waited just a little longer, I could have gotten a better deal. Or if I had waited a little bit longer, I could have gotten a better understanding. Almost all of us have done this. Almost everyone in this room has done this at some time or, or another. And why? Why? Because we all have a problem with waiting. To some of us, waiting seems to imply that, that we will be killing time, like sitting around in a waiting room at the doctor's office while the appointments are running one hour behind schedule. Some of you feel I'm wasting my time. Or in this almost instant society that we live in, waiting may seem like there's a possibility that years will go by before the day come when God will say that you have waited long enough. We feel we don't have that kind of time anymore. And that if we wait, a long, wait for a long time, life will end up passing us by. But the thing that we can have to understand is that waiting isn't so much as time as it is, as it is attitude. We have to say to God, we can't do it or unless he does it. In this macho world we live in, 
we have to realize that it's okay when I, when I can turns into I can't. It is listening for God and seeking to give him all our attention and being ready to communicate with him. It's almost like a little dog out for a walk with his master, trotting alone. Every now and then he's looked back and looking up at his master to see that his master, if his master is still there and knowing that everything is, is all right and waiting for the master's next command. But guess what? We're not little dogs. Trotting along with our master, then looking up every now and then to see our master's face. We are human beings living in a very complex society, in a very complex world, with very complex lives to live. But now before you begin to getting depressed, in order to keep you focused and not become discouraged, here are a few things I want you to remember. And now the first thing I want you to remember is this. You must understand what it means to wait on the Lord. You must understand what it means to wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord may indicate a sense of dependency. Being dependent on someone else goes against everything we've been taught as Americans. We've been brought up with the work ethics that as that has been drilled into us to have a positive self-image and a self-confident way of life. To put it more plainly, we have been taught that we should manage our lives in such a way that we should, not, we should be able to stand on our own two feet and not depend on anyone else. Go to school, stay in school, and learn all you can. I don't deny that there are great benefits when it comes to having a good education matched with a good healthy self-image. When we look at something and say, I can do this, has a lot of work. But when I can turns into I cannot, we must be the first to admit it and don't feel bad about asking for help. You see, the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. And I'm reminded of Matthew 8, 5 through 13, where a centurion came to Jesus and asked him to heal one of his servants. This soldier explained to Jesus that he was a man of authority, having soldiers under him. He went on to explain that he could tell one soldier to go this place and do this and he would go. He could tell another to come and that he would come. This he knew he could do. But to heal his servant was something he knew he couldn't do. It was beyond his control, so he turned to somebody he knew that could, and that was Jesus. Our Father in heaven knows what we want and what we need, but we won't give, get it until we ask. We won't, he won't knock down the door of our heart and barge in. You'll have to open the door and invite him in. Now, the second thing you are to remember is this. A lot of energy and effort is necessary for waiting. If you're my age, you know it takes a lot of energy to wait. As we wait on the Lord, we must understand that our waiting does not mean we are wasting time sitting still and doing nothing. We must stay in prayer. 
Some of us use prayer as a means of making minor repairs to our lives in order to keep things running smooth. And when it all falls apart, we go to God for a major overhaul, wanting him to fix this and that in our lives. The problem with that is that we don't go to God unless we want something. If we put our prayer life on a regular maintenance schedule. Now you do it for your cars. Now you need to start doing it for your prayer life. You need to put it on a regular maintenance schedule by praying 15 minutes a day. If that's all you got, give him that. But you got to do it every day. God will be waiting on you when it all falls apart. But no, we can only find time every two or three weeks. And for three or four minutes a day, we will pray. We do it. But don't, so, don't, don't bother raise their hand. But we have to learn. We have to learn that it takes energy and effort for our, for our part to be, uh, our effort for our part to maintain a healthy prayer life. God will only receive as much of us as we're willing to give him freely. This God that we serve with all his might and all his glory will never push his way past a locked door. If you need help in, in any area of your life, you will have to make certain that you have made him welcome in every area, not just part. We must pray regularly and honestly. And if we pray regularly and honestly, then we must pray corporately. You see, as a church, we must come together in prayer and in worship. Worship is much more than just a Sunday morning, get your praise on and hear a good word. Worshiping together is a very important part of waiting on the Lord. You see, Hebrews 10, 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, tells us that church has power as it joins in prayer together. Not just as we assemble together as one body, but in the daily course of our lives, we have got to learn to pray with and for each other. We must also trust that when we pray, the Lord would hear our prayers. We must immerse ourselves in the word of God, reading, meditating, and studying the word for ourselves. But I stopped by to tell you today, this brings me to my final point. That point is the results of waiting on the Lord. I think at this point, you need to know that no one at any time or at any age has ever waited on the Lord in vain. No one ever came trusting, that, trusting the Lord and didn't find out that God was there in their prayer behind their prayer and ultimately that God was hearing their prayer. Waiting always, keep, uh, waiting allows you to keep in time with God's timing. Often what you want for yourself is also what God wants for you. However, your timing may be just a little bit off and not in time with God. Even though God intends for you to have something, he may not give it to you right then because he may tell you to wait. Your waiting will allow God to prepare you for the gift or the blessing, or God may be preparing you for your next move. 
So if you start to lose focus and you start to become discouraged, when you become spiritually and emotionally drained, remember that God said that he will renew your strength. Don't worry about getting tired because God already knows. He said that even the youth shall faint and be weary with the energy and stamina that a child has being able to go from daylight until dark even they shall faint and be weary. If you wait on the Lord, young men shall utterly fall. Young men in their prime of, of life with the strength of a couple of bulls, they will utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He'll give you strength to make it through all the problems. If you wait on the Lord, you shall mount up with wings as eagles. When the storms of life start raging, you can do as the eagles do. You can stand tall and spread out your wings and use the, wind, the winds of storms to allow you to soar higher and higher and not let the storm drag you down. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you wait on the Lord, you will be able to run the race of life and not be weary. Because when we wait on the Lord, we face life's race with the strength of the Lord and not our own. If you want healing, wait on the Lord. If you need understanding, wait on the Lord. If you need comfort, wait on the Lord. If you need a promotion, wait on the Lord. If you need a home, wait on the Lord. If you need a car, wait on the Lord. If you need your spouse to change, I promise you, if you wait on the Lord, it will happen. What your needs are. What your needs are. I urge you to go in prayer. Go in prayer. It may seem that it's never going to happen. It may seem that you've worn your knees out. But I promise you, if you wait on the Lord, it will happen. But if you don't wait, you will not receive his blessing. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for this day and for this opportunity to come before you with the word that you have given I pray, O oh Lord, that this word hangs on some hungry heart. That there's someone out there, O oh Lord, that, that doesn't know you right now. But in some way, somehow, some word, some, some, some phrase hung on their heart. That they realize that they can, can't make it without you. But that all they have to do is call on your name and wait. For these and other blessings, we ask in the name, name of the Son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. There may be one of you there, out here. That's been waiting a long time. Things has not worked out for you. Part of that is because you've never let him in your heart. You've not given him control of your life. So now we're going to open the doors of the church. 
And if there's one, you may come by letter, by Christian experience, or as a candidate for baptism. Believe me, you don't have to keep waiting. If it has not happened yet, turn it over to him. Your life, turn it over to him. It will happen. Is there one? Savior Jesus Christ, rest, rule, and abide with each of you, now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, amen, and amen.